Did you watch the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight through Periscope? And what could be better than a seven-minute workout? How about a five-minute workout? All that and more. Tech 411 starts now. Your personal guide to everything tech. Tech 411. Tech 411 with Oscar Santana and Todd Moore. Hey now, welcome to Tech 411. I'm Oscar Santana. And I'm Todd Moore, and this is show 139. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, Tomo, so much has gone on as of our last Tech for One One show. If you think about it, the Apple Watch came out. Oh, wait, I no. still haven't gotten mine. Oh, Weird. no. Weird. I uh, went and had, uh, got fitted. You did? Yeah, I tried it on. What'd you think? That's okay. It's nice. Uh, what size fit your wrists? Because I have dainty wrists. Uh, yeah, like I think my wrists are kind of small, but uh, I tried the 42 millimeter i guess medium okay and there's what three different sizes uh, yeah i think there's two if i'm not mistaken but there may be three who knows uh because yeah they they have the smaller watch so you have to choose you want smaller big yeah right so yeah. i guess it's ladies men's but would a man actually buy the the smaller one i don't know you may be talking to a man that tried on the ladies because the big <laughs> one was too big for him really so what I was too big, the screen or the band? Uh, it's strange because, and I'll, I'll walk you through it. We talked briefly about it on the phone, but I decided to swing by the Apple store to try on the model watch that I had pre-ordered that was due in June, right? Right. And I You put, didn't like it. I put it on. It was too big for my wrist, but then I put it on the Sport, the same actual size and the, the, the men's size. Let's say the men's size 42, right? Yeah. I tried the 42 for the Sport watch and looked perfect, but the band... Uh, the 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 was the matte black steel b- uh, band I had ordered mm-hmm. made my wrist look cartoonishly small, mm. so uh, it just didn't work for me. I ended up canceling my order for that watch because the sport watch felt so much better on my wrist, uh, and they were sold out of the sport watch. I figured, you know what, next time I'll just walk in, uh, and if they have them, they have them. That's that, that's how much I care about the watch right now because they I had to wait. I had to wait to see what was going on, right? I'll probably get one as a test device, but I haven't ordered it yet. But I do. I thought the the sport watch looked great, like the space gray one. Blown away by it with the black uh, band, which well, apparently is like a limited edition or something. But I really like that one. Yeah, I thought it looked uh, great as well. I what I was uh, blown away by was the weight of the sport watch. It felt it, it, this is the type, this is really what a watch should be, if, especially if you're going to go running or work out with you. You it felt like it wasn't even on your wrist. You could barely notice it. Yeah, uh, I, I I too noticed that it it, it felt good. So I, I'm wondering if I would last more than two weeks like my Android wear. That's about how long. Then I've got like two watches in the uh, on the nightstand. I haven't put them on. You know. Yeah. And it's, so it's tough. But anyway, let's. Uh, Move on from Apple Watch. What's What happened in the last couple of weeks? <laughs> well, the biggest thing that happened in the world of technology has a lot to do with um, some jockeying for positions, but also failing of, of for customers. And, and, and the hardest part about any type of technology, especially if it is technology that's rooted in the past, much like pay-per-view television is and, and the cable systems, mm-hmm. um, it's really addressing your I get what your customers are looking for and a lot of that has to do with you know deals and dollars and what has to go into getting rights for any special event and at this point we're talking about the Pacquiao Mayweather fight this past Saturday 
that saw a lot of traffic, um, uh, you know, record-setting pay-per-view subs- uh, um, orders, but also they saw a record-setting piracy. And a lot had to do with um, Comcast going out of their way uh, to block, and, and Time Warner HBO, to block third-party uh, streamers from streaming the fight. And, yeah. and, and what was interesting about the article we pulled up is that on the night of the fight, on Saturday night, I was looking my, at my Twitter feed, and a lot of people were complaining that they had ordered the pay-per-view fight, but they were having a problem getting a clear picture up or a picture at all, to the point to the fact that the fight got delayed anywhere from 15 to 25 minutes, depending on who you talk to, just so they could get their situation straight. And even when they did, it still wasn't perfect. So a lot of people mm. ended up paying $100, never getting the fight, never getting uh, um, a clear picture. Uh, and you know there's been a lot of refunds since then, but they ended up paying that money, never getting that 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 actual product, and they ended up going on to social networks like Meerkat and Periscope and watching it through other people's feeds for free. And we kind of we jumped in and out of Periscope to see what people were doing. It yeah. was hilarious, you know. Yeah. The people on the feeds were hilarious, but uh, you know, for for an event of this magnitude, it just blows my mind that pay per view. Just didn't have um, the infrastructure. Uh, yeah, the bandwidth, the the handle it. That's that blows my mind. Just because, granted, this is it's it's streaming over the internet. But I always assume like the television channels have like their dedicated bandwidth so that this kind of thing wouldn't happen. Is there any numbers at all? Uh, there the hundreds of three hundred million dollars is what I heard. A low number, um, but but I'll, but again, they haven't released all those totes, and we'll have to see again when they when the when the when the actual cable companies announce how much they made right off these fights. Uh, quickly, uh, I mentioned that um, there was some jockeying for position on who had the rights for this fight. According to this article, CBS and Time Warner HBO took two websites to federal court last week: BoxingHD.net and Sportship.org. Successfully mm-hmm. blocking them from airing the fight. Now, that's what I'm talking about here. Why wouldn't HBO and CBS get together with one of these sites, get a you know a premium, a pin them against each other, and get a premium? Say, okay, we're going to give you twenty bucks ahead. Uh, we'll deal with this streaming. If uh, they would have made so much more money if they had an online option, because I know you were looking for one for a little while. Yeah, I wish they there was one. Like you couldn't even log in to Comcast and get a streaming option, which blows my mind. You yeah, know? It's pretty wild. Um, but again, the, the dollars that are going to be involved are going to be staggering. Uh, yeah. I just think if you don't offer an option to pay, you can't really bitch about people pirating it. Yeah, that's true. People will find a way. Right? They'll always find a way. All right, moving on from the fight, um, some news coming out of Apple. You have exclusive access to some new metrics Yes. So app developers that are are listening, it looks like Apple has finally opened up analytics, the metrics to the app store landing pages. And what that means is when you visit iTunes or if you're just on the web and you you go to a person's app page hosted on iTunes, um, you never knew. If people were looking at your page, once they looked at your page, did did they download your app? These are all analytics that Google would always provide you on the Play Store. But Apple has never opened up 
that information in, in the six and a half years that I've been using them. And so now I'm able to see how many people actually view my app store listing and then how many of those people download the app and then uh, they actually show you where that traffic came from as well. And to go even further, they give you some in-app analytics too. So, oh, I didn't know this was happening. Jeez. Yeah. So um, it's it's an overwhelming amount of, uh, uh, I guess, data, which is great. And I just dove into it recently. I mean, just in the last two hours, yeah. I kind of was poking around. But it's interesting, like, you know, my first four results for white noise light is Google, like the four different search engines for Google. Mm. Um, but then you also see like some host names that I haven't even recognized. So I need to dive in and go look to see what can, maybe it's a blog or whatever. And you can kind of slice and dice the data. But the in-app stuff is there too. So they're actually telling you uh, user retention. Over yeah, time, this is crazy. Something this is if you if done right, someone could really take this information and and see much like a website, see uh, where people are stopping, where people are leaving, where what people are using, what 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 do they find uh, really attractive about your product? If maybe your your um, your actual um, iTunes store application page where you, your description, if it's right or wrong, or if it's working, that's really cool. You know, I, I think the interesting thing is is user retention. So uh, they're obviously well. Uh, 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 clarify uh, that because just for the layperson out there. Well, so they're actually tracking how many people open your app and um, over time. Mm -hmm. So it, you want to know like what's my day one, what's my day two, what's my day thirty, um, and then it'll tell you like so I'm at well five percent. So five percent of the people that download will still be using the app. 30 days from now. Oh, wow. And you got to, and what do you do with that information? I don't know. I guess I got to make my app better. <laughs> uh, now, you know? now you have to, maybe even with your in-app notifications, you have to uh, like mm. prompt them and say, hey, how was your night's sleep last night or something like that? Yeah. You know? Get them back into yes. the app. That's Absolutely. how you use those metrics. That's cool. And I've always had these metrics on the Google side. So it's nice to, to finally get them on the iOS side too. That is super cool because what I hate the most from apps is when they just keep on, they're just notifications that make no sense. But if you have a science between behind your notifications, if, if I haven't used your app in a while and I've just been meaning to and I just had forgotten about it, that's when I want to see it, right? No, exactly right. If I, if I see a huge drop off after day seven, maybe I should send an in-app you know, notification. Too cool, man, because then you're not just wasting that one impression and, and hypothetically annoying the person to say, I'm deleting this thing. Yeah, exactly. So tons of metrics to Very sit cool. around and figure out what to do with. So it's good to see. So if you're app developer, you, you need to apply. It's still in beta. Yeah, beta, baby. Uh, you're going you're gonna to apply and sign up for it. If you're just a regular old user, you should know that, you know, you're being tracked. Also, no. But if you didn't already know that, I mean, of course you knew that. Well, right? maybe some everyone knows. Yeah, that. I agree. But maybe. I hope. How about for the end user, there could be some efficiencies built into their experience. I don't know about that, but you're being tracked. <laughs> okay. They're definitely tracking you. We'll take that. Uh, moving on here, uh, just oh, this is some sad news, but I also it's definitely worth noting. Um, SurveyMonkey is a website that um, we use on Big O and Dukes. We've used here at the Michael Maris show. Um, it's pretty, pretty popular. And um, that just happens to be one of 
the the companies, and that unfortunately, uh, David Goldberg, uh, who was the CEO of it, had run. He passed away this past weekend. Um, apparently, after working out at the Four Seasons in Mexico, he was found next to a treadmill. And I didn't know a lot about David Goldberg, and I hadn't realized that I had seen him on Bloomberg West so many times until they, they did a small tri- tribute for him t- this evening. And uh, another fascinating fact is David Goldberg, in his own right, was successful, but he was married to Sheryl Sandberg, who was who is the CFO of Facebook. Uh, mm-hmm. So a true power couple. Um, all the the messages and the reports I see on television say that this is one of the good guys. This was, this was uh, that David was one of the good guys uh, in Silicon Valley, and um, you know it's really. It's sad when you hear something like this. He was 47 years old and uh, for all intents and purposes is in good health. He's on a treadmill and we don't have any more details, but uh, we do know that it just uh, was truly tragic and unexpected. Yeah, 47 years old. And who hasn't used SurveyMonkey? Right. Right? Hasn't everyone? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know anyone that doesn't. It's really efficient and it's... It's price right, and it's it's just phenomenal. And that's just one of his companies, right? Like he's Is it? he was part of like a. Uh, if you look up his portfolio, I can't. I, I, it's just it was. I'm blown away of, uh, of the amount of the amount of uh, success uh, David had. Not necessarily because you don't you just you see a lot of CEO, CEOs of companies in Silicon Valley that have had different successes, but this guy really uh, really impressive, really impressive. I don't have his his bio in front of me, but. When you read through it, I was just I was blown away. Uh, Survey Monkey was just one of his latest ventures. The cause of death was severe head trauma and bleeding. Yeah. So I guess he, I guess he must have fell off the treadmill. Who hasn't, man? I've done it in public gyms. Yeah, uh, and, and like the, there was a, another Google executive was uh, recently killed while climbing Mount Everest. Yeah, when that Nepal quake hit. Yeah, Dan Friedenberg, and he was. Uh, he was the privacy director for Google's X team, and uh, so they did a lot of you know the X the yeah, X yeah. team did a lot of you know stuff with driverless cars and yeah. the Google Glass, Glass came and, out from there. Yeah, he was like really interested in Street View, I think, and he was actually like tra- mapping out Everest for oh my God, Google man. Street View. That's crazy. Life's short. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, uh, just for clarification, um, it's uh, Cheryl Sandberg is uh, Facebook COO, not CFO, Chief Operating Officer. Before right. I get any emails there. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, sad news. I want to definitely uh, note that. And uh, this next one, Todd, I know that um, you've been looking for this. We've been talking about your um, your efficiencies as uh, when you work out. And one of the <laughs> one of the funniest um, lack of working out. One of the funniest bits about um, working out is, you know, seven minute abs, six minute abs, five minute abs. And. I used to do seven-minute abs, I think, when my sister had the VHS tape at the time where she would sit there and just do seven-minute abs, and I just, you know, because she was my older sister, i just hang out with her and we'd do them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I never knew there was an actual five-minute ab, so I saw this uh, next story on TechCrunch where Weight Watchers has acquired five-minute fitness app from Hot5. Did you know there was a heart rate up in five minutes? Did you know there was a five-minute fitness app? <laughs> no, I've been using the seven-minute this whole time. Yeah, you know, I, I'm a big fan of my uh, seven minute workout, which does like 12 exercises in seven minutes with uh, no no break in between. And uh-huh. man, it really it, it gets you it gets you going. It's a good way to wake up. 
But do you think five minute abs is no. even better? Oh, Weight Watchers definitely bought it. Google in how a much did they pay? It doesn't say here. It does not I say. I need to know. <laughs> I'm just gonna start building exercise. I'm gonna build a four minute exercise app. I mean, you probably could. They have and a subscription service as well. The Hot Five Five Minute App did as well. Uh, they launched in August of 2013, so it must be popular enough for them to pick it up. 2013? Yeah. That recent, huh? Mm. Uh, Google's on oh. a buying spree. Um, they bought. They bought Timeful, uh, which is an app to boost time management. How come nobody's buying me? I don't get it. <laughs> All these apps are getting bought. I think it's just a matter of time. I was actually, um, when I was putting these stories together, uh, I was at home and Shannon was uh, in the living room. And mm. I said, one of these days, I'll be doing a story on someone acquiring Todd's app. Yeah, right. It'll be a lot of fun. Um over the last two weeks, there's just been a lot of stories about right? how all these apps are failing and how difficult it is to actually run an app company. And I remember walking home uh, last week and going, yeah, uh, people are finally learning this is not easy. It is not easy to run a successful app business. And uh, case in point, one of my favorite apps uh, from... I guess months ago or maybe a year ago was an app called Secret. Yeah. And they went under. Folding, baby. I couldn't believe Secret went under. Well, I kind of do because they ruined the app. Uh, you're they, a, you're an early adopter. You loved it for a little oh, while. Oh, we we all loved that yeah. app. I mean, Secret was cool. It started off kind of Silicon Valley. People were making product announcements before they, you know, they should have and and it was kind of neat and that's how it built up and then in, Apparently, it turned into something the CEO didn't like, and uh, so they shut it down. But they recently raised like another $25 million or something. They had the money. Uh, they didn't have the growth. Apparently, um, from the story that I read, is when you – and it's, it's funny. You see this all the time in these parodies, especially, um, especially in uh, – in like TV shows that HBO um, show um, about Pied Piper, Silicon Valley. Yeah, they talk about it. Um, so secret. Once you get all this money, there's a lot of expectations that come your way. So I they, remember listening to the CEO at Google I/O last year, and he just seemed like he was on this upward trajectory. Yeah, he was you know? flying no high. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like done. It's over, He's man. Like, I don't like where it was going. Well, he had to close shop because it went to basically they made him change what the app was really all about because it wasn't growing fast enough. And once they did that, a lot of people left. And then the culture became um, for secret. Uh, I guess what the public's perception was is that it just got really nasty. And it wasn't what um, what initially what it was initially was for it was to yeah. share secrets. Right. All the trolls found it. And yeah. Just started like getting nasty on it. Um, I liked it, and then they changed it. They had a major update, and then they made it look just like Yik Yak. <laughs> I still and use Yik Yak once in a while. What they did is they took away the images. Like You would always get like a full-screen image with someone's comment on it, and it was fun to just scroll these images. Mm. And they took the images out. They just took them out, and it looked like some generic chat room. And there was nothing cool about it anymore. And and I, and I got so mad when they did that. I went on and looked, started reading reviews, and everyone agreed with me. One stars all the way down. I, it was just a mass exodus because of a, an awful attempt to copy Yik Yak. I don't know why they did that. It just There's a lesson there. When you have something good, don't change it.
Yeah, but if they don't see the hockey stick, man, that's tough when you got a lot of investors yelling at you, you know? Yeah, but they totally missed it. They just totally missed the mark. It's scary. Scary times, especially if you got a project like that that should have been successful, had the funds to yeah. do so, and then they just close up shop. Uh, Timeful is not one of those apps, as I mentioned er earlier. Sorry, briefly. didn't it's mean okay. to go on a tangent. No, no, no. Tell me deal. about Timeful. Uh, Timeful, you're a big Google fan, so am I. Uh, apparently, their acquisition from Google by Google is meant to help the productivity and what they offer for Google Calendar. So uh, apparently, uh, this app, which is still on iOS, if you're a fan and have an iPhone, you can still download it, but it says that the staff will now work on Google projects. So if you're an iOS guy, that's uh, what you see is what you get. That's as good as it gets about now when Google buys you. They'll keep it on the store, but they're not going to update it. I just wonder what the motivation is here. I mean, I know Timeful had some... It's got an algorithm that uses information to create a tailored schedule for a person's needs and preferences. That's what the differentiation Yeah, is. it uses machine learning. Yes. It uses some type of AI to figure out the user's activity patterns. And I'm sure Google has all this stuff. You right, know? they should. <laughs> like, they have all these algorithms. Oh, my God, I just saw uh, um, X Machina. Have you seen it yet? No, but Chad said he saw it, and he said he was phenomenal. Uh, it was good. It yeah. was really good. It was all, I mean, it Isn't was Isn't it X Machina? Okay, sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it was obviously, you know, the Google CEO who built uh, an Android. Um, but it's a very thought-provoking movie. Definitely worth seeing because um, it, it, it asks the question, what will happen when we develop through software mm -hmm. and hardware uh, consciousness? And, you know, and, and that's kind of what he's starting at, you know, the uh, the Turing test and going forward from that. And the whole premise of the movie is like the Turing test. That's we're well beyond that. Yeah. And it, it makes you think, is this a good this yeah, is the right path to be going this down. AI path. Uh, a lot of people are good, asking that question these days. It's good until the robot kills you. Hey, right? hey, no spoilers. Hey, no, that's not a spoiler. I can't wait to see it. Um, I might go tomorrow, actually, just to get it over with before everybody ruins it for me. <laughs> All right, look, uh, quickly, we have apps of the week. Um, I'll go first because apparently you have a secret weapon. Uh, my app is Pager, and I was in business school this past uh, week, and... I had somebody bring this up to me. I said, well, what's Pager? Apparently, Pager is, it only works in New York City. So if you, uh, it, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm offering this app. I'm putting it on a platter because this may come to a home near you. Um, probably some, some bigger metropolitan areas as uh, laws will allow. But Pager allows you, Todd, to call a doctor and either A, telemedicine them or request a doctor to come to your house or apartment or condo to give you uh, a, a, you know, a full review, a physical of sorts. So if you're sick and you can afford to use Pager, you can actually request a Pager like you would request an Uber. Pager. Yes. So it uh, gets you a doctor. Gets you a doctor instead of a town car. Because only doctors use Pager. Is that the thing? No, I think they just called it Pager because you know it had some association with doctors, and and they just launched uh, this past year. Um, did just raise eleven million plus dollars in their. Uh, you know, the first uh, round, uh, Series A, I guess. Um, I thought it was interesting, though, because for efficiency's sake, and if you have the money, uh, how many times have you called a doctor and said, oh, my God, I can't get in three weeks till three three weeks from now? Mm -hmm. um, and these guys say that you can have a doctor to your home or 
you could do a telemedicine within 30 minutes for all these for all these guys. Mm. Pretty impressive. So if you need surgery, they'll just come over. No, no, this is more like a sore throat. You need antibiotics. Uh, they'll go through your systems. No surgeries, um, uh, but more of the, I got to take off half a day of work. Why am I doing this if all I'm doing is getting a script? I see this becoming uh, a trend where people go, people take a business and they slap Uber on it and then they go, it's a new idea. Yeah. Like I saw a marijuana delivery, <laughs> right? I just saw it. It's like, yes. it's basically Uber for marijuana. Is the app that, called Dealer? And he's raising money for his app. And I see you on your phone right now. I'm just telling so, my group. I'm telling my group. I'll be on in two seconds. Okay. I know we got to get going here. Uh, I want you to fire up the app store and download Adventure Capitalist. Adventure this, Capitalist? Yes. This game is going to I'll blow for, your mind. I'll look it for it right now. Such a simple game, Adventure Capitalist, where you start with a lemonade stand and you move <laughs> on to newspaper delivery, <laughs> car wash, pizza delivery. You're you're buying businesses, right? Okay. And you got to hire managers to run them, and you get to the donut shop level. And I've gotten so far, and I've only started playing since yesterday, but I'm already a trillionaire. <laughs> uh, just so you know, just four so you commas, know. and it's like always making money. So your businesses, if you have manage, if you hire a manager, yeah, you are always making money. So you just check in every day. Look, I just. Uh, made $140 trillion because I own 100 uh, oil companies. I'm doing really oh, well. Oh, look at you. Yeah, I'm, I'm wow. a trillionaire. Pretty impressive. And I'm upgrading all my properties. I own, uh, you know, a hockey team, oh, look, uh, wow. movie studio. You scaled I've up got, in one day? I've got 100 banks, you know. Oh, and wow. It's What fun. happened to the lemonade stand? Well, I got 300 of those, but... <laughs> They don't make a lot of money, you know, <laughs> but it's so fun. It's such a simple oh, concept. It's, it's, uh, I'm in it's, now. I like the graphics. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta play the music. Make sure you play the music because it's got this like Mad Men type, like old school feel to it, like Monopoly feel to it. And then, yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's nice. It. Nice. And, the, cool. and it's funny, like when you do these upgrades, it's like gotta spend money to make money, you know, like all <laughs> these like cliche things that are really, really funny. I tell you, I really, really admire the execution in this game. It is uh, fantastic. Can't Check wait it to out. try it out, man. I gonna, and you know what? It's great for you. It's great for me. It's also great for your kids. Like I would definitely give this to a kid because you're gonna teach them the core values of running a business. Like you could just stay with a lemonade stand, but you're not going to make any money. You got to move up. You got to hire people. And it's just, it's got some good lessons in there. Perfect. Perfect. All right, man, I'll check it out. I'll play it. I'll let you know where I'm at. I don't know if I can become a trillionaire, but I'll definitely see what happens. I think here. you will be. All right. I think you have it, Mr. Uh, NBA. <laughs> I'm still getting there, my friend. Um, all right. Uh, what do you have to plug? Uh, I saw some video ads, by the way, on Facebook. Congrats. Video ads? Yes, for white noise. Oh, the white noise market. I guess I'll plug that. Um, uh, so the white noise market, uh, an app I've been working on. I'm still working on it, uh, but it allows you to download new sounds to, to white noise for free. So it's a free download for uh, on, on Amazon, on Google Play and iTunes. It's called white noise market. And it's a cool way to, to download new free sounds and even have a conversation with people about your favorite sounds. And I've got some really big updates coming out 
uh, for it. I'm excited about it. So please download it and leave a, a five-star review if you would. Perfect. Uh, done and done. Um, all I have is at Oscar Radio on Twitter. Um, we've got a, a bunch of going on at Free App Company. Um, if you're out there and you're looking for a new talk show to listen to, uh, you know we're lucky enough to be working with Tom Likas now. So the Tom Likas show is there. You can stream his show uh, for free. It's absolutely there. Check it out. I'll give us some feedback as, uh, as we just launched them about a month ago now. So that's it for our show. Hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next time. Ciao, ciao. This is the sound. This is Tech 411. The preceding program was brought to you by More Broadcasting. For more information, visit us at morebroadcasting.com.